Many students over the years have shared with me some incredibly beautiful stories about how Reiki has reactivated parts of themselves they thought were non-existent. Whether it be their belief in life and love, their confidence, their voice and inner peace, their creativity and even their sexuality. When we learn Reiki and start practicing regularly or have regular sessions with a practitioner, so much of our life can change regardless of whether we knew it had to change or not. So why is that and how does it work? Reiki has one purpose, to love and to unearth all parts of you that are love. To love all the parts of you that feel misaligned and transmute that energy back into love. And the best part, we don't even have to know what parts need what. Reiki is love. It is the divine power and energy that sustains our entire universe. It's an intelligence, a wisdom, a force. All we need to do is trust in it and allow its force to work through us and with us. Because we are Reiki at our very core, we are love. As soon as we open up to this energy, we enable it to do whatever it needs to. And this is exactly why we are our own very best healers, because universal life force energy is who we are. Over time, we forget this. We allow fear to shift us out of love. We hide parts of ourselves that we feel unlovable and we're conditioned to think that is best. That hiding who we are would be the best way to survive this existence. It's simply not true. But it is a challenge we all face. And no matter the generation or timeline you are living, we all face the same quest to return to love. Both individually and collectively. Let's use the example of Charlotte, who has anxiety. She has days of being unable to get dressed even find the motivation to clean the house or cook or even eat. She's no spark within, but is so good at pretending to those who don't know. In fact, everything feels too much because there is an incredible amount of pain and tightness in her chest. She's riddled with physical symptoms, gut issues, nausea, headaches. Her cycle is all out of whack, her libido low, and her next step is more medical tests. The desperate search to answer the one question she thinks will change her life. What is wrong with me? But there's simply nothing wrong with her. And so the answer she's looking for will be difficult to find. The real question she needs to ask is, who told me there was something wrong with me? The answer, of course, is why we all did. Before Charlotte is born, she's part of a culture brimmed with conditions of how to be human, how to live, from what to dress, how to speak, and even what to believe. There's a bunch of silent expectations placed on her, ones that she's weighed down with as she gets older and more conditioned. She slowly forgets who she is and learns to hide the parts of her that don't seem to be accepted by the standards of others. She often feels too much and not enough the constant contradiction that becomes her mantra. Until, of course, she decides enough is enough and that she is enough. Until she draws a line in the sand and sets a new boundary around who she wants to be.
This newfound awareness and belief that she is enough, worthy and lovable exactly as she is doesn't fit so well with those around her, the ones who have also moulded themselves to fit in. Her relationships around her begin to break down because she's changed. Her job doesn't feel so good anymore. She's confused and feels a heavy load of grief and loss, but at the same time she feels so free. A sense of self she has never felt before, perhaps once or twice as a child. Now she listens to songs she used to love loudly and she dances. Wow, who even knew her hips could move this way? Who knew she could sing? And she remembers clothes she used to wear. She changes her hair and wears lipstick. She cooks food and tastes it as if it's for the very first time, savouring every bite. She reconnects to her body. She's falling in love with it, getting to know it again, caressing it, loving it. She takes her time for pleasure and honours her needs. She understands for the first time that her sexuality is a divine and sacred part of who she is. She laughs and laughs and she notices different kinds of people she wants to connect with. She forms deeper friendships. She notices the moon and flowers, not just when it's something spectacular, but always. She notices them and starts hearing them talk to her. I am you and you are me. She knows she's connected. She's not broken. In fact, here she is laying on the grass and a tear streams down her cheek. She isn't alone. She cradles into Mother Earth and allows her to hold her, to wrap her love around her. She's never felt so loved and supported in her whole life. She's never felt understood and now she realises she doesn't need to be. She's not a mistake. She's as much a part of this world as every strand of grass touching her body. All she sees is a world filled with joy, abundance and love. Of course, there are still layers to be unravelled, experiences to shape her, lessons to be learned and lost and... Well, there is always duality in this world, but the difference is now she knows that. She knows it's all temporary. Every moment, transient sparkle in time, a moment just to be loved or lost. The choice is always hers. Practicing Reiki regularly doesn't just help us to find inner peace and a sense of calm. It's not just a relaxing spiritual message. It's a pathway to reconnect to your true essence, the all-encompassing matrix that is who you are. Every single part of you that has forgotten it is love. Rumi said, the only way to measure a lover is by the grandeur of the beloved. And this can only be true if we believe that we are worthy of love Reiki cannot work its magic until we open up to its grandeur, its infinite, boundless and unlimited love. When we realise this, we open up to possibility, the possibility of also bringing Reiki into everything that we do and who we are. It's not something we have to make time for consciously or marry up with a step-by-step process of best practices. No, 
Reiki is the outpouring of our truth, our divine and sacred self, all parts that make up who we are. Which reminds me of another Rumi quote, love is the whole thing. We, well, we are only pieces. <laughs>